Morning, Mama! <laughs> I hope you're having a great day, whether it's morning or the afternoon or wherever you are in your day. I am sitting in my closet um, as usual. I actually just got my desk and I'm really excited about it. Just got to put it together. So hopefully the next time I talk to you, I will have a real life desk instead of this uh, foot by foot little... <laughs> so-called desk in my closet. But we're here today and I'm cozying up under a big old blanket with some hot tea because it is freezing in the bottom level of my house and um, I don't want to be blasting the heater. My my room where I'm at doesn't get as much heat. So I feel super cozy and it's lovely and I love that it's cold out. It's been raining over here. So I hope you're enjoying some winter vibes also. It's so great. Um, I am just, again, I just, every time I sit down to talk to you now that I've had this long break of having the baby and all that, I'm just so grateful to be here every time and it just feels surreal. So thank you for listening. Thank you for, um, just all of you that, um, are listening or in the Facebook community or any part of Morning Mama. I just, um, it blows me away that God has brought you to this place. And so I'm just praying that I can bless you today and um, as much as you're blessing me. So today we're going to talk about how to get through hard seasons or hard moments even. Um, And we talked a little bit about this in the last episode when we talked about gratitude. Uh, Today we're just going to expand on that a little bit and I'm going to talk about my toolbox that I use during this hard newborn season um, and how you can develop your own toolbox for, again, whatever season or moment you're in. Sometimes it's really big stuff, like a lot bigger than newborn season, and sometimes it's small stuff, maybe even smaller than newborn season. Um, And so I hope that I can encourage you with that today. But before we jump in, I just wanted to read a review. And um, yeah, those of you that have left reviews, first of all, thank you so much. I can't tell you how much they mean to me. They encourage my heart so much. They help me keep going when I feel discouraged. It's just so huge. And it also helps get the podcast more visible Uh, just with the algorithm and how it works. It just helps people find it better. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, If you haven't done it yet, please just take a moment and pause this episode. If you've been around here for a little bit and you haven't left a review, just take a second and go leave a review. It doesn't have to be a whole long paragraph. Just share a sentence or two from your heart. And I I can't tell you how much it means to me. And the review I want to read to you today, it's like hard to get through without crying. It's super intense and emotional and just so amazing just what God has been doing. Um, So it's from Kate and it says just what I needed today. She said, I'm one month away from delivery and I have been realizing the fear I'm in. I just listened to the episode called Does Pregnancy Trigger Fear? Now that's the one I did with my friend Gladys. It's it's a while back there, probably around 100 mark is my guess. Maybe, no, probably more earlier than that. Um, Anyways, it's such an amazing episode that I shared with her and she got to share her journey of miscarriage. And um, yeah, so I love that. Kate was really affected by that. She, she continues in her review. She said, I've never actually had a miscarriage, but I lost my year and a half year old daughter in a tragic accident last year. Gosh, I, you know, that's, that just gets me like knowing that that is so intense. And I know some of you can relate to that. And I love that even though I haven't walked through that specific journey that God is still using me and Gladys just to speak to you, Kate, and to anyone else in that situation. And that just means the world. And Kate goes on to say, since then, it has become more natural to prepare for death than life. 
This podcast was so good, especially right now. It's just one month left. It's so good to be reminded of God's promise of salvation and to be encouraged in the right direction as far as steps to take in healing so that we can continue to experience the joy of the Lord. In this last month, I felt challenged to look to Jesus more than the worst case scenario. I'm challenged to pray in faith for this baby boy and to get excited and prepared. Oh, that takes a lot of courage to get excited for something when, when you've lost it before. So that's incredible. She said, still knowing that even in the worst, Jesus is enough. I saw that last year and I want to have faith to believe that he will always be enough and that he is still good. Ooh, that one gets me choked up. Kate, you're amazing. And, um, yeah, I just love how God has spoken to you. I know he's going to continue to speak to you. I hope your baby boy has come. That was uh, almost a month ago, so he might be here by now. So thank you for leaving that review and um, just for openly sharing just your epic journey that you have gone through and how God has moved in your life. Wow. I think we're all encouraged by that. So mama, please take a minute. It doesn't have to be as deep or long as Kate's, but just take a mentally review. And I can't, I can't thank you enough for that. But without further ado, let's hop into today's episode and get your toolbox ready for your next battle. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama. So today we are diving into how to build a toolkit, toolbox, whatever you want to call it, for hard moments, for battles you go through big and small. And I'm going to share what was in mine during this newborn season. And you can steal some of it. You can modify it. But essentially, the goal is that you're going to build your own. So as you're listening, I want you to just to jot down notes of um, different categories of things that you need in your toolbox, as well as anything specific that speaks to you that you can incorporate in your toolbox. And hey, I'm sure you have some amazing ideas too of things that I've missed that need to go in your toolbox. So pop into our Facebook group and share that with us. You can find it at uh, in Facebook. Facebook, just search for Morning Mama Collective, and I would love to see you over there. Lauren leads the group. It's such an amazing group of women. We're going to be making some modifications over there soon, too. I'm, I'm excited to try and just kind of uh, move things around a little bit, help the group align a little bit more with the podcast. So um, changes to come with that soon. Hopefully very soon. We'll see. <laughs> so um, pop over there and share what is in your toolkit and what what I missed. So why I'm sharing this is just because in the middle of newborn season, you know, it, it wasn't horrific by any means. You know, God was so good and we had a healthy baby. We just had a lot of feeding issues. I shared a little bit about that in the last episode. Um, and so breastfeeding was a nightmare. A lot of times naps and sleep were a nightmare. And it just um, was super triggering, especially with the feeding issues combined with the sleeping. Because then I just constantly was like, well, is this because he's not getting enough milk? Is this, what is this from? And it just made me spiral and get triggered so easily. Um, and so I found myself in those moments 
moments when I was getting triggered, I found myself going and fighting the, the spiral that my brain was going into. And if any of you have walked through your pain and peace cycles that I talk about, it's um, from restoration theory. It's a theory that I used when I was a therapist. I use it now in coaching and in our academy and it's life-changing. Let me tell you, I did not create it so I can brag on it all I want. <laughs> it was created by Dr. Terry Hargrave. And it is so helpful to gain clarity over why you do what you do. So I highly recommend you diving into that more. You can hear more about it and try and form your own. If you, if you listen to episodes 15 through 20, uh, we also have it in our academy as kind of like the, the forefront of everything we do. And so hop into there, uh, whenever we launch it next, if you want to dive deeper into that, but all that to say, this is the, the pain cycle is why something so small, like trying to put a baby to sleep can trigger me. Um, and it doesn't have to be something giant. And you've probably seen this in your own life. Like you're walking through your day and it's the littlest things. Maybe it's like even just your child trying to put their shoe on and they're taking a long time and you get triggered because you're in a rush, right? So it's like any, anything can derail us because if our pain, our core pain gets triggered, it's going to spiral us into our pain cycle. And, you know, this is like kind of what the spiral sounded like in my mind when I was trying to put this baby to sleep. It would sound something like this. Like I fell out of control, right? Like I, I didn't know how to stop what was happening. And so with that, I had thoughts of, okay, I, I don't know what to do. And that, that spirals me more like just feeling more out of control. I don't even know what to do next. How am I going to get this baby to stop, to stop crying? Um, I don't know what's wrong. Is it the milk? Is it something else? Is there, is the baby sick? Is, is something going on? Um, am I miss? And then I would, you know, continue thinking like, okay, I'm also missing time with my kids now because I'm spending so long trying to put this baby to sleep. And I was just telling my son that I was going to sit down and read with him. Right. And I'm thinking about that. And then I think about all the time I'm missing for myself and how I need to go shower and how I haven't gotten any time to do my quiet time with God yet today. And I'm frustrated because I was just about to go do that. And now I'm having to put this baby to sleep. And so I'm so frustrated by that. And then, I'm, you know, I also needed to do my dishes. And so now I'm frustrated with that. And I can't do my dishes because I have to put this baby to sleep. And now the house is going to be even more chaotic. And I, I just feel hopeless and I feel helpless. And I feel like this is all it's ever going to be. And is this just my life now? Is this what it's come to? Is this all that it's going to consist of? And, and then it even goes to like, am I good enough? Do I just not know how to do this? Am I not a good enough mom that I know how to put this baby to sleep that I know that this baby needs milk? talking so fast because that's not even a fraction of how the fast those thoughts go through our brain, right? Does that relate to you at all? Have you been in those moments where the spiral just starts going and going and going and you feel it and you feel yourself shifting and drifting away from the truth of God, away from uh, peace, away from joy? And sometimes it happens without us even realizing it. And, you know, the beginning of this spiral would, it would start to happen. And then I would catch myself and I would, cause I could physically feel myself getting downcast. I could feel the, the difference in my brain when I would go to this space and I would start getting angry. Right. So this is like my pain cycle. Uh, for me, one of my core pains is I feel out of control. And then what happens next is I cope with that by, um, oftentimes it's anger. And so I would start getting angry and I would get angry at the situation. I would get angry that I had another child. I would get angry that this isn't easier. I would get angry at my husband. Maybe he made a noise or maybe he's just not here to put the baby to sleep. Or I would get mad at my son because he made a noise, right? Like any kind of anger, lots of blame, all kinds of stuff. And so that was the next part of the spiral. 
And so as I started to get into that anger phase, I would feel it and I would say, oh my gosh, I have to stop. This is not going to a good place. And so if you know from the four steps, the the next step is to speak the truth. And so that is what we're going to talk about today. Now, one of the things in your toolkit, kind of the first one is what I'm already talking about, and it is your four steps. So this is something you learn as you go through forming your pain and your peace cycle is your four steps. And the four steps are, first of all, you name what you're feeling. So I needed to name, I feel out of control. The second step is to name what you would usually do. So I would say, I feel out of control. I would usually get angry. And then the next step is to say the truth. And so the truth is, that no matter what, I have choices. And we're going to talk a little bit about those choices today. Essentially, I always have a choice. I can grumble. I can praise. I can blame. I can have gratitude, right? I always have a choice in every situation. So that's the third step is to speak the truth. And then the fourth step is to say what you're going to do instead. So instead of getting angry, I am going to blank. I'm going to focus on the good. I am going to relax and trust God that he's going to give me strength for this situation. And so you say those things out loud, those four steps. And I would find myself sometimes whispering these in the nursery as I'm in the dark and trying to put this baby to sleep. And saying them out loud literally helps your brain regulate. It helps your brain settle down and get back to a regulated state. And then the fifth like secret step is to do the thing that you said you're going to do. So, right, if I said that instead of getting angry, I'm going to focus on the goods. Okay, so now how do I do that? What does that look like? And kind of the, the rest of the tools I have here are, are some of those things. How I reminded myself to focus on the good, what that looked like, what specific things I said and did to get to that place where I could believe in that good and feel that good. But you do need to have your four steps also. This is so key in just regulating your brain also because, you know, when you're not understanding why you're so upset, you know, maybe it's something so small, like your kid trying to tie their shoe and you, you feel that anger rise up in you and you're like, why am I getting so triggered? What is this? And so once you understand the core pain that's triggered, that's getting triggered, it, it puts your mind at ease. Cause now it's not like, you know, maybe you feel inadequate because you're going to be late and that's what's triggering you. But then you you would feel a secondary thing if you're getting triggered and angry and you don't know why, you would probably start to feel out of control because you don't know why you're getting so angry and you don't know how to stop it because you don't know why it's happening. And so it, once we have our pain cycle solidified, it brings so much peace and clarity to everything. So highly recommend you figuring that out. And then let me talk about the rest of my toolkit. So I have a few different like categories of things. The first one, and these are basic things. A lot of these you probably already have ready. And my encouragement to you today is just to to be specific and write down the ones that are in your toolkit. And some of you, maybe you don't have these ready. And so you're going to want to do some equipping to get these these things ready. So you'll find out what I'm talking about in just a second. (laughs) Okay. So the first category is songs. So I talk a lot about having worship music on and and worshiping God throughout your day and how when you put worship on, it changes the atmosphere of wherever you're at. And, you know, that's so true and so great in those moments. But, you know, in the middle of the nursery in the dark, I didn't really have the option to put on worship music. I mean, I suppose I could have, but the baby sleep guidelines say that that music stimulates the baby's brain. So it's not recommended, right? I'm sure many babies can fall asleep to worship music. I just wasn't about to try that. But because I had spent so many hours listening to worship music and singing it and, and um, you know, I hadn't really like sat and thought about these, these songs specifically 
I had just listened to them again and again and again. And so they were ingrained in my spirit. And so in those moments, they started, they started bubbling up, you know, just kind of like what I was saying last episode about the gratitude. And I would just start naming things I was grateful for, like my feet and the house and the, you know, whatever it is, the same thing would happen with these worship songs. And I would just go to these core songs and I wouldn't even think about it. They would just start coming up. And there was, let's see, I have four core songs that I would go to again and again. And they were so crucial. So these are the songs that I have. And I'm going to read you a little bit of the lyrics. You might want to add it to your toolbox because they're so powerful. Uh, the first one is like a newer one that I've just been obsessed with. And it's called Honey in the Rock. I meant to look up the artist for you. Um, I think you can find it. It's it's just so powerful. And some of the, the core verses that really just stood out to me that I would find myself singing again and again is there's honey in the rock, water in the stone manna on the ground, no matter where I go. I don't need to worry now that I know everything I need. You've got there's honey in the rock. And I just love that song. I love these verses so much because it's this reminder, you know, because this is referencing when the Egyptians were or not the Egyptians, the Israelites were fleeing from the Egyptians and they were in the desert. And, you know, um, Moses struck a stone and water came out when they were thirsty. And when they were hungry, God put manna on the ground. And you know, there's all these references in the Bible to how God provided in these times of need. And, and for the Israelites, their situation looked so bleak. It looked like it was hopeless. Like they were so thirsty. Like, do you, do you know what it feels like when you're thirsty? Right. I get so angry, even angrier than when I'm hangry. When I am thirsty, my body is so uncomfortable. My mind, it's all it can think about. I'm just so irritable. And so if you can imagine these Israelites, like we often judge them so much because we're like, dude, like God just set you free from slavery. Like, why are you not more grateful? But we are so often the Israelites. And I heard someone wise, I think probably one of my past share, um, whenever we're reading the Bible, we need to make sure to put ourselves in the story. Like it's so easy from an outside perspective to just judge people and be like, why would you make that choice? Really? You are not strong enough. You are, you know, so weak, all these things. But so often when we look at our own hearts and our own situations, we would have made those same choices. Our hearts are in the same place. And so we need to make sure to like insert ourselves in the story without judgment and really like think about, okay, if I was in the desert, super hot. I didn't have the comfort of my bed anymore. I didn't have the comfort of my home. I didn't have, you know, even, even in slavery, like I, there was comforts, right? There was, there was something that they could rely on day in and day out because they knew what was going to happen. And so all of that stripped away. And so imagine yourself, all of that stripped away. You're in the middle of the hot desert and you don't have water to drink. Like, how would you feel? What would you say? what would you do? How do you, what do you do? And what do you say just when you haven't had water in your normal day for just a couple hours (laughs) or with food? What do you do and say if it's been just like 30 minutes too long (laughs) since you've last eaten, right? And I am with you in that. I can get so irritable so quickly, start blaming people, start all kinds of stuff that is ugly. And so we really just can't judge these people. We want to aim for more. But all that to say, getting off on a tangent here, but God 
in the middle of the hardest things will always provide for us. And so, you know, in the middle of this, this journey I had with breastfeeding and trying to figure out if, if baby was going to be able to latch at all. And, you know, if I was going to have to do bottles or what it all looked like, and if he was getting enough and, you know, all the struggle there, I could remember like in the middle of this season, God is providing in the middle of this season. God is good in the middle of the season. I have everything that I need no matter how hard it is, he has me. And so this song would just bring me back to that and praise God. And, you know, because all those like normal things that I love were stripped away, right? Like, especially in the beginning when baby was naps were all over the place and I was still trying to get to know him. And I was nursing like so many hours a day trying to just to get him to get a little bit of milk and, you know, pumping and bottle feeding, all the things. All that to say, like all these things that, that would really fill me up throughout my day were missing. Like I didn't always have time to do my quiet time. Now, most days I would find like 30 minutes while he was napping to do it while my, all my kids were napping. But, you know, I used to have a lot more freedom there. Uh, and that might be the only 30 minutes that I would get to myself during that day. Uh, and even just the convenience of being able to shower when I want, because my kids are old enough to kind of chill or, or come with me. And, you know, that was stripped from me. And being able to prepare a meal for my kids or being able to just to go to the store without thinking about how long baby was going to sleep, like... <laughs> all these little conveniences were stripped away. And so it's so easy to just be in this negative space. But in the middle of that, when all the comfort is gone, I still have enough. And so I need to praise. And so I would put the song on and sing my little heart out. This one, I think this one wouldn't pop up as much while I was in the nursery sometimes, but mostly this is what I would uh, put on after I came out of the nursery and felt very frustrated and depleted. And I would just begin praising again. So there's the first one. Okay. The next song, this has been a favorite of mine for a long time. This is called Cornerstone. This is a classic. I don't know how long it's been around, but it's just one of my favorites because of the lyrics. And it says, some of the lyrics say, Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior's love through the storm. He is Lord, Lord of all. And it says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus's blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus name. And this has been a key one in my life. And I, I think why it speaks to me so much is because especially like those last couple of verses, I dare not trust the sweetest frame. What happens so often to me is that I find these moments that are so good and everything feels perfect and the sun is shining and just the right amount. And I have the most amazing food in front of me and my kids are acting so sweet and loving. And my husband is there supporting me and being just what I, I need in that moment. And I can feel God's presence and right. Like we have these beautiful moments or these big answered prayers, right? Like we finally get that house we've been praying for. We finally get that baby we've been praying for, whatever it is. And there's these beautiful moments and those, those are good. And it's okay to find joy in those. It's okay to soak them up. Like those are from God and they are good. However, we cannot put our hope in those moments. We cannot then say, oh, I have arrived. This moment is what I've been hoping for when my husband would finally come around and be just what I always wanted, right? Okay, so then what happens the next day or maybe even the next hour <laughs> when he 
isn't what you're always praying for. Maybe it's a, he goes into a pattern of sin. Maybe it's just grumpiness. Maybe it's just him having a different personality than you. And it's not meeting your expectations, right? Whatever it is, what happens then? Then if you had just put your hope in that answered prayer, in the, in the outcome, then your hope comes crashing down to the ground and you don't have hope anymore because you just watched the hope go away. The hope was in that situation and that situation changed. So now you have no hope. And that's something that I can so find myself doing again and again, and I've gotten better at it. And I, I'll talk a little bit about it a little more at the, um, the end of this conversation because I, I, I was trying to fight against that in, in this season, but that's something I've always struggled with. And so this song has brought me back to the reminder that the things that God does in my life are not where my hope lies. My hope is not in the outcome. My hope is not in the answered prayer. My hope is in Jesus and what he has done. And that no matter what my life looks like, no matter the circumstances before me, I can always have hope because I always have him and nothing can take that away from me. And so I have to remind myself by singing this, Christ alone, cornerstone. He is my cornerstone. He is the only thing that gets me through. I am made strong in him and through the storm, he is the Lord. He is, he's overseeing all of the storm. He is there and my hope is in him and nothing less. So I hope that encourages you. I hope that you love that song as much as I do. Maybe you don't need it as much as I do. Maybe you've conquered that, (laughs) but I know that's, that's been something that I have always struggled with. Okay. The next song is such a simple one, but such a beautiful one. It's, uh, God, you're so good. And this is again, an oldie. I don't know how long it's been around. I don't know who first sang it, but the lyrics are so simple and there's probably like another set of verses, but the ones that I always sing, I don't even know the rest. Actually, sometimes I'll make up my own second verse if I'm singing it long enough. Um, but the lyrics are, God, you're so good. God, you're so good. God, you are so good. You are so good to me. And I feel like I have to sing it so you like know the tune because it's something that like, it just comes out of my spirit. In the moments where I'm confused or not knowing what to do or frustrated, I just start singing this. And I remind myself that, Again, like we keep talking about in every season, in every situation, God is good. And it's so simple. And yet it shifts my brain. It shifts my heart. It gets me back in alignment with, with God and his word and, and the peace that he offers us. And so I hope you'll keep that one in your pocket. I'm tempted to sing it for you. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. You're so good to me. (laughs) You're welcome for that little treat. Not meant to be in the choir, but I do love singing to God and to my babies. Um, And that's why I had to sing. It's just, it's so simple, but the melody is just so sweet. And Yeah, I just want you to have that in your heart so that in your moments where you're feeling that way, that you can just pull that out. So you're welcome for that sacrifice (laughs) from me. Okay, the last song that I have for you is a newer one. It's so good, but I've just been singing it nonstop. This is one 
Um, sometimes it'll pop up when I'm in the nursery and sometimes it'll come and I'll put it on afterwards or I'll just find myself singing it just as I'm making dinner or cleaning the, the house or walking around like, and my kids have been like, what are you singing? Because I have to perseverate on this. I have to keep going back to it again and again when I'm feeling discouraged, when I'm feeling like things aren't going my way. And it's been so huge. So it's Firm Foundation by Maverick City Music. And here's some of the verses or some of the words. It says, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. He's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. He won't. That's what happens next. <laughs> it keeps going. But I love that so much because just looking, especially the line, when everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad. Like what? Right? Culture would say that's that's madness. That doesn't make sense. That's that's <laughs> like wrong. It doesn't, that's not how things should be. But that's how God is, right? He is countercultural. He goes against what makes sense. And it's so true that when the moments come that are shaky, that things are falling apart, that is when I am reminded of God's goodness. It happens too in the good moments, but honestly, sometimes those are more fleeting, right? The good moment happens and you're praising God, or sometimes we forget to praise God, but you know, we're praising God and then the moment's over and we kind of go back to the mundane versus uh, hard seasons. They last longer. The the battle often lasts longer. And so we have to find ourselves praising God in the middle of that. And, and in those moments, we're, we're at this crossroads roads where we are have a choice to either go down this path of, of discouragement and, and just feeling the overwhelm, or we're reminded of what we have, like we've been talking about. We're reminded of our salvation, and that can never be taken from us. We're reminded of God's goodness that surrounds us wherever we go, right? And so that's when we have this opportunity. And actually, sometimes I find myself rejoicing the most in these hard seasons because I feel his goodness. I'm reminded of his goodness. That's good no matter what. And so, so I just love this reminder that Christ is our rock. He is a firm foundation that never shakes. We can always stand firm on him. And he's not going to let us down no matter what, no matter what, even if the prayer you prayed didn't get answered in the way you want, that's not him letting you down. Just wait, just wait. He's still coming. He's got stuff coming for you. He will not let you down. And so this is just reminding our spirit of who he is, He's faithful through generations. Why would he fail now, right? That's who he is. That's what we're standing on. It's not just some uh, new age thing that's, uh, well, none of that actually is real, right? But <laughs> it's it's been tested and he's never come short. And so we have the best thing, the best place to stand on. All right, I'm going to have to continue this conversation in our next episode. I got so excited about all these songs. Um, and so we'll we'll talk more in the next episode about all the other things that you can put in your toolbox to be prepared for hard seasons, hard moments, so that you can get through them and just stay connected to God and feel feel good, honestly, even when it's hard. There's, there's bad feelings too, but we can come out praising. 
let me pray for you. God, I just thank you. I thank you for the hard seasons, God, that that make us into who we need to be, Lord. And I thank you that in the middle of those, God, that you are always there and you're waiting for us and you're next to us and you're giving us everything we need, Lord, to get through. And so, God, I just pray for every mama that's listening that's in the middle of a hard season. God, I pray she'd be encouraged right now. I pray she'd be reminded of who you are, what you offer her, how she can um, just get through on the tales of your glory, God, that this season doesn't have to take her down and doesn't even have to feel overwhelming because you are there and you're giving her everything she needs, God. So I pray just for an infusion supernaturally of hope right now in her, God. And I just pray that she would see you in this season and seek you in this season and get stronger than she's ever been before, God. We praise your name, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.